Hey listeners, have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but the idea of figuring out technology and recording has stopped you? Well, that was the case for me too, until I heard about Spotify for podcasters. They make it so easy for this busy mom of three to record, edit, and publish my podcast. And here is the best part. It's free, like really free. No hidden trials or premium memberships, truly free. They have everything you need to make your podcast happen. Try Spotify for podcasters for free today. Welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. It's a beautiful day here in the Midwest. Our garden is growing, and I am really enjoying what I have been calling unique provision from the Lord. Every time I grow something, every time I grow a garden, I just think, I can't believe this is, this is just amazing. I just can't believe like all of this food comes from this little tiny seed. And, um, it feels free, even though it's not, you know, lots of labor and work go into it. And if you don't start with seeds, which I don't, it does cost a little money to plant all this stuff. But anyway, it still feels like provision, like The ground is being cultivated and growing something that will fill our bellies, and it's just really exciting. Exciting. Well, this year, the unique provision that we have seen is that we, well, first of all, we always grow tomato plants, and this year we we planted 12, hoping that we will be, uh, that will be enough for us to really do some serious canning, uh, like spaghetti sauce, ketchup, all that kind of thing. Well, as I was going through the garden weeding it the other day, I found 13 self-seeded tomato plants. 13! And it never seems to fail that every year we have a few that will self-seed from tomatoes that fell into the ground and then were tilled up in the spring. And then then they become a tomato plant, just all on their own. It's really exciting when you let your garden do that kind of stuff because you just never know what's going to pop up. It's really fun. Well, this year, yeah, like I said, 13. So that's twice the, so I planted 12, self-seeded, or 13 of them have self-seeded. So it's just nuts. Like That's literally double the amount that I was planning on, which feels like a gift. I feel like we will be able to do all the delicious tomato things like spaghetti sauce, soup, diced tomatoes, ketchup, um, oh man, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I can even figure out how to make like a pizza sauce or something. So many tomatoes that we use. So, so, so many. Um, I might get my first taste of be having produce year round. I have yet to have some, well, okay, that's not true. I've got a lot of sauerkraut from last year that we're still eating, eating up. But there was a significant chunk of this last year that I wasn't cooking because I was postpartum with the twins. So um, I feel like I've kind of, I kind of missed that whole feeling of having something uh, from our garden year round. So this year might be the first year of that where we're finishing the tomato products as they're coming in again next summer, which would be really cool. Kind of the, the dream I have. Um, it'll be a lot of work. So in about a month, I'll be up to my elbows in tomatoes, but... Um, 
it'll it'll be so exciting too. It's just the kind of stuff I geek out about a little bit. Well, without any really great way to segue into our topic for today, um, I'll just tell you what it is that I'm wanting to talk about, and that is leading a quiet and faithful life. Um, social media with these are these days, uh, and the whole idea: if I don't post it, it didn't happen kind of a concept, I think it can be really easy for us to share every accomplishment we have in our home. Every loaf of bread, every room cleaned, every accomplishment our children make, or to give the little humble brags like, oh, you know, I just spent the whole weekend making a million loaves of bread, and I also made fresh cinnamon rolls for my family, which I I do that, by the way, so don't hear me say that you shouldn't do that, but also, then I did all this and this and this and this, and it would just kind of like brag a little bit about all the things that we've accomplished. And I'm saying this because I've done it. So don't hear me saying, don't hear me judging. I have done it. Um, we're trying uh, or um, tying into what I was talking about a few weeks ago in product, the productivity talk. I think we can seek to validate our decisions to be moms or to be stay-at-home moms if you are one or a homemaker by accomplishing things and then I could add on to that and posting about them. Now I know with social media it is really a double-edged sword because social media has become the way we are social. I go online to see my friends, what my friends are up to, see what their day is like or see if they're uh, is any big news that, from them that I need to be aware of. So in some way, this is just the nature of the beast with social media. But I think it is important for us to give ourselves a little heart check when we do some posting. Am I posting this because I want to simply share? Or am I posting because I truly want to inspire or encourage? Or am I posting it hoping I will get complimented on my beautiful loaves or my beautiful home or my cute children or whatever it is. Again, all been there. No judgment. Judgment Judgment-free zone. You hear me? Okay. Um, In the midst of the social media world, I find myself so interested in homemakers who aren't on social media, who are much older than me and have been doing this for years, whose homes are plastered, um, aren't plastered all over social media because they have been serving their families and creating a home quietly, faithfully, and enjoyably to meet their family's needs and tastes and hopefully to bring glory to God alone for decades before cameras were an everyday tool and the internet was so accessible. In today's world, I think there is something to be said about the women who choose to love and serve her family faithfully and quietly without attracting a lot of attention, without making a big deal of every homemade meal she makes, or finally uh, finishing the laundry, or or even without making homemaking into this like crusade against feminism, which I think is so prevalent right now if you're on social media, um, watching reels and stuff, at least that's what Instagram suggests that I watch. Homemaking is one of the most significant things we can do with our lives, and part of the reason it's so beautiful is because it's simple, humble, and lowly. It's servant-hearted. It's for the benefit and the human flourishment of another. 
Just as Christ came not to be served, but to serve, we too should have that attitude as a homemaker, serving unto the Lord for his glory. I saw a post a few years ago from someone I know who shared it, and um, she didn't write it, but this was a caption of someone else's post, and I thought it was so good. I want to share it. I'm, I will tell you, I'm a little nervous to share it just because I don't know... I'm not exactly sure what everyone thinks about um, all this kind of stuff, but I just thought it was really good, and I'll tell you why after. It's a quote from, let's see, what is it? Bloom Wild Schoolhouse. Work as a chef, own a bakery. Way to go! Cook for a family, you poor kitchen slave. Work in fashion or own a clothing store. Slay, queen! Mend or make your family's clothes. Are you Amish? Teach 35 children in a classroom. Such a servant and a gem. Teach your own children. Backwards weirdo. Fold men's and children's clothing in a department store. Way to, way to go earning your own money. Fold your husband's clothes. You poor oppressed woman. Run a lunch truck. Support women businesses. Hand your husband his lovingly packed lunch before he heads out the door. 1950s patriarchy. Getting paid to push papers isn't better than managing your own home budget. Whipping down counters in your own shop isn't more valuable than quietly cleaning your own bathroom sink. A paycheck doesn't equal worth. The world's praises aren't the ones that matter. Achieving personal success isn't the way to glorify God. Pretty sure the verse doesn't say whatever you do, do it for a paycheck and high esteem in the eyes of the world. Your work matters. It is valuable. It is sacred. It is important. It is God-honoring. Go ahead and study how to slice and dice, even if you'll only use the skill within your the, the walls of your home. Go ahead and learn the science behind sourdough, even if you don't plan to start a side hustle. Learn, grow, serve, give, sweep, teach, love, submit, and do it cheerfully. Do it to the glory of God. Bloom Wild Schoolhouse is the quote. So I love that quote. And I, I I read that a few years ago, and I still think about it every once in a while. I think about it often. I don't want to go into a feminist discussion here, but I think as someone who has always wanted to be a homemaker ever since I was a little girl, um, but I grew up in a world that honestly expects women to have a career just to prove that we can do something or we can do whatever we, we want and we are strong and capable and all these things and that we're no longer just, you know, housewives. That I think that's kind of what the whole idea behind a lot of feminist movements are is to kind of go against what maybe was falsely believed in culture for so long. Um, I uh, it feel... Um, Sorry, I lost my place in my notes here. I went on a tangent like I always do. Oh, yeah. Okay, so because um, because I grew up that, uh, always wanting that, but then, um, yeah, just feeling like I, you know, the world expected me to have a specific career, uh, it feels like I now have to justify my decision to be a homemaker, to choose to stay at home. Uh, so I really related to this talk, or this this quote in other in the uh, eyes of the world, the exact same 
action like making a meal is um or making a meal for your family is either like oppressive and slavery when it is in the context of a home but when it's to make money or to prove your worth it is somehow um um freedom i guess you could say um i just i don't know if i agree with that it sounds backwards doesn't it um Anyway, I digress. What I wanted to illustrate with this is the faithful, humble work that we as moms and homemakers, um, that because we're moms and homemakers, we don't have to justify or publicize. I think it actually detracts from the message and the beauty of homemaking. Uh, a few years back, we had a pastor at our church who was visiting and filling in, and as we were uh, as we were without a pastor at the time, I remember thinking how great of a preacher he was and how well he communicated the gospel and how genuinely kind he was as well. He did, uh, how did this, I, w- I remember thinking, how did this guy ever never get famous? He's awesome. But in some ways, I think he was, what he was doing was more beautiful. He is serving, or he was serving right where he was not seeking fame, but faithfully serving his church day in and day out faithfully. The world may never know his name and the sermons he preached, but that doesn't mean he isn't faithfully working unto God and accomplishing what God wants him um, to do in his church. I think that in heaven we will actually be amazed at all the people that we see receiving crowns of glory and righteousness because of the faithful work that they did quietly. Names will never be, um, the names we may have never heard of, uh, the greatest in heaven are the least of these here on earth, as um, is illustrated for us in scripture. There is a children's book I'm reading to Patrick right now, and it's about this little boy. Um, he asks his grandma if you can see God, and she simply says, you, uh, where you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith faithfulness and self-control God is there and then it goes and gives examples of all those fruits of the spirit and um the one that they use for faithfulness is it says something like this after dinner I work on my homework and grandma stands by the sink humming and doing the dishes just like she does every night that's what faithfulness faithfulness looks like to me um they have something like that for each of the each of the fruits of the spirit, and I just I think that is such a good example of faithfulness, day in and day out, doing the work before us without grumbling or complaining, with love and gratitude. So let's live for an audience of one. That's God. He is the one that sees everything. I don't know if you've ever really given that thought, but I think sometimes I get so. I don't know, like, I want to feel justified in everything I do. I want to feel like I'm doing the right thing. And honestly, no one sees my every day, like every moment of every day. The only people that do are my kids and my husband and God. Because we're together all the time. And so I, while, yeah, I don't know, I might get criticism about, about one thing or someone might say something to me that's kind of judgmental about this one thing I do or whatever. I, I've, I've been trying to learn how to like let that roll off my back because um, 
they don't see every moment like God does. They don't see every single little detail, all the things I do well or don't do well, or um, they don't know my heart, but, but God does. And um, in him, we live and move and have our being. And so, and he's the only one that we will need to give an account to at the end of our life. So live for an audience, as they say, of one, which is God, and faithfully work to serve our families, uh, create beauty and bring the kingdom of God and the kingdom of light into our homes. So that's, that was it. That was all, those are all my notes for the topic of, of, that I had today. Um, if you guys have any thoughts or questions about what I shared, please do send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to interact with you in that way. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, please do share it with somebody else and and also leave a review. It helps others who have been, who or who may need this kind of encouragement and community to find and find value in it uh, to see it. When you leave a review, it tells the platform, "Hey, this podcast is actually actually has value in it and is legit. It's not just some." guy in his basement eating Doritos, drinking big gulps, and talking about conspiracy theories. They, and they will suggest it to other people. So please do leave a review and share it if you like it. I would love to continue to grow this community of whoever's listening. And tell me, if you're someone new and you don't know me personally in real life, please do send me a message and, um, yeah, just share with me a little bit how about you found, how, about how you found the podcast and, um, any, any other thoughts you'd like to share? I'd love to make new friends here. I'd love to, um, yeah, just become a community for us to go through life together. So thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for daily interactions and more inspiration. Find me on the socials at Harbor home 32 or my blog, harborhome 32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.